All right. Hello and welcome everybody back to the Team Next Level Coaches Roundtable. I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Rich, Marilyn, and James. What's up, guys? Hey. What's up? How's everybody doing this Hi. week? <laughs> it Doing well. Yeah. yeah. Thanksgiving coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Turkey Day. Mm-hmm. What's everybody's favorite food for Thanksgiving? Well, we don't have like your typical Thanksgiving food, so... Um, does that mean you can't answer that, that the, question. Wasn't the question? It does. I mean, well, it's, you know. I think she means beer. <laughs> yes, I have that. Um, but we don't have turkey. We have pork and rice and beans. So which of those is your favorite? Uh, pork. Okay. Mm-hmm. What kind of pork? Like, how is it prepared? Um, it all depends. Like Sometimes we'll do a pig. No. <laughs> 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 no, that is not. Um, probably barbecue. Oh, wow. Pork. Mm-hmm. You don't are you do you, are you doing it at your house? Yes. Oh, uh, I might I might walk over. <laughs> you walk, walk over. over? <laughs> <laughs> we eat about five. Five, okay. <laughs> awesome. We eat at three, so I might have time. We're not too far. I'll ride my bike over. Not far over. <laughs> What's the, you can do races where you do bar hopping. You could do like turkey <laughs> hopping, <laughs> jog from mm. one house to another. What about you, James? Hmm. There's something my wife makes. We call it corn souffle. Oh, mm-hmm. I love corn souffle. Yeah, and the irony is that for the first two years, she would make it, and nobody would touch it because I don't know, corn souffle sounded it's weird. So good. It sounds terrible. It's right? delicious. But now, like it every year, yummy. everyone is like wants it, and then like my neighbors, like they've had it. Like we'll, we'll do it like when we do a barbecue or something. We'll have some corn souffle out there, and mm-hmm. um, like my my neighbor uh, John, you guys met him, mm-hmm. the other John. He asked for the recipe this year, and so like he's gonna integrate it into his Thanksgiving now. Oh, nice. I think we need a a podcast on on recipes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thanksgiving (laughs) recipes. How about you? I don't um, have a favorite. I also am not a big turkey eater. Mm -hmm. But there are dishes um, that come around on Thanksgiving when we get family together that aren't around all the time. I'll mention one just so that people can cringe. Liver pate comes around. So I, I don't you, sound that's a favorite bougie. of yours. I don't think it it's a favorite, but I definitely like try a lot more stuff on Thanksgiving because it just isn't around all the time. And I'm, but is there also like some like beluga caviar? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Mm. No, but maybe maybe this year. <laughs> Probably some beluga vodka. Mm-hmm. There's definitely vodka. Yeah. Mm. How about you? Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boring. What's the stuffing? Uh, well, so I I fry the turkey, so oh, we can't use that, like that, that outside thing. That, that yeah, that so there's a, many videos of people getting. You burned. eat at three. I'll be yeah. over before mine because well, I always want to try that um, deep fried turkey. So years yeah. ago, for maybe like seven or eight years, I deep fried the turkey. Um, it it's it's delicious, absolutely phenomenal. Oh yeah, I yeah. hated turkey before. Um, I started deep frying it. The cleanup sucks. Um, like you're dealing with six or seven gallons of oil, and it's oh, super it's not, hot. It's so not you have cheap to either. No, it's not cheap. You probably I probably spent like fifty or sixty bucks a year on oil, um, and then like you can't clean it up that day, or at least then because it's, it's hot. You have to, wait, you have to yeah. wait for it to cool down, and then it's like the next day. I don't want to just deal with it. So it got to be a pain in the ass. Um, I bought an infrared. Like an, it's basically an air Charbroil? fryer. Yeah, yeah, I have that. I used that last year. And what do you think? So they call it an air fryer. Um, it cooks the turkey probably half, like, uh, or half as quick as in the oven, and t- half as fast as a uh, turkey fryer. 
um, I was I'm very pleased with it. I think it's not as great as deep frying in oil. Yeah, it's not as moist. Right, and doesn't get. I, I, you get the same crispiness, mm-hmm. but just the cleanup alone, yeah, is makes it a hundred percent worth better. it. Yeah. yeah, so it's it. I, I like it a lot. Um, it's like it, the big easy charbroiled turkey. Yeah, air fryer I'm sure there's. It's it's basically like an air fryer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so safer, right? Because aren't the oil yeah. ones? Kind yeah, of the, the oil ones could be could be a little. You can't sketchy. trust the line on the oil fryer, like where it says like. For a twenty-pound turkey, fill your oil up to here. Mm-hmm. You always gotta go less because mm-hmm. as soon as you put that turkey in, it always overflows. And then <laughs> and the oil gets onto the fire, and yeah. then there's yeah. more fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super dangerous, um, but it tastes so good. It tastes so good. I've never tried. If it. I didn't I have to, to, if I didn't have to clean up, I'd fry it every year. Um, I have, I've saved the oil once, where like you say, you you filter it, you save yep. it, and then Christmas I would do another turkey or something, right. just because yeah. I had the oil. It's like mm-hmm. I gotta get two uses out. of Two this. uses, yeah. So. I like turkey. Um, my wife makes a phenomenal mac and cheese. I look forward to that too. Oh, so. You guys have good oh, dinner. That's good stuff. I know. I, I kind of <laughs> want barbecued pork though. Yeah. Speaking of turkey and oil, should we get into the hydration <laughs> yeah. and the nutrition yeah. portion of our so podcast? Yeah. Um, yeah. So this this episode, we thought what we'd talk about is we're all kind of moving um, indoors for a lot of our training. I think now that winter time's rolling around, uh, races are done for the most part, but. Uh, I think fueling your your training is a big uh, spot that people could make a lot of improvements in their what they do and how they and see better gains because they fuel properly during their workouts. So uh, we thought that would be a good thing to to talk about for a little bit. Uh, we're going to try and keep this one a little shorter than our last one. We uh, that last one was a long one. So <laughs> um, let's let's kind of start with. Um, a couple of the definitions and stuff and the big stuff. So difference or same, I guess, between hydration and fueling, how do you guys, or do you give those a difference? How do you, or how do you handle those two things? Um, or even think about them as two different things when it comes to your workouts? I think that you have to define each one, right? So you know, I think uh, hydration, for example, is water and electrolytes mm-hmm. and fueling was more about carbs and the, that kind of, um, stuff that goes through, through your body. So that's just a definition thing. So I yeah. think if we define it as the way we think about it here, then I think it, it just makes sense. Right. That, that's kind of the way I look at it is mm-hmm. fluid replacement versus calorie replacement. Um, and if, as soon as you start thinking about them as those two separate things, I think it becomes easier to figure out that those questions because they are two very different things. And, um, once you start stretching your workouts out beyond a certain point, it becomes really hard to, uh, I think find like get both of those right with one thing, like one bottle to solve all your, your things that you need to solve. Um, I, I might be doing it wrong, which is (laughs) highly likely, but I like to use like a product like Tailwind. It's electrolytes mm-hmm. and carbs in it, right? But I count that as just my hydration. I don't. I I, I kind of like to use it thinking I'm getting some bonus carbs, and I have my separate fueling. Mm-hmm. But I just figure, well, if, you know, if I have some some calories in this, sure. why not? Um, and I can tolerate it. Yeah. Um, but I don't depend on that as my fueling. As your fueling. I just count it as hydration. But bonuses, there's some there's okay. some carbs in it. So when are you using that? Like what kind of what kind of workout are you 
using Tailwind plus fuel. Tailwind plus fuel would be um, like on longer, um, in like long workouts. Okay. I, I I don't need it for like a short workout. Short workout, I may even just only use water. Mm-hmm. What's long? Like over an hour? Yeah, I was hours? just gonna ask this roundtable question. Right? Mm-hmm. Do we do you need to use anything if you're working out less than an hour? So I think that's depends. Yeah, I think that depends. Okay. Great answer. Well. Um, so let, let's do this though. Let's put a pin in that one, um, and, and worry about hydration first, uh, because that's the one you do have to worry about all the time, a hundred percent. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you can't function once you're dehydrated, uh, and there's different studies out there at different percentages. You lose this, pers- you know, amount of ability and, and stuff like that. We're not going to get into those specifics. Um, but making sure you replace the majority of the water you lose is important, right? You don't just you don't just lose water either. So that's where the electrolytes come in. Um, has anybody ever done a sweat test? I did. And what kind did you do? <clears throat> um, they put a patch on your skin, and it stimulates kind of like when you get stim, mm-hmm. and then it stimulates your sweat glands, and then they measure that. I'm not sure about where I went. They were in the process of changing the person who did it. But yeah, I mean, I did it and I followed their plan and I've never had an issue. And do you remember like any of the numbers they told you or any I of the details? Or? I would have to dig it up. Yeah. Was it with precision hydration? Was that the? Mm-mm, no. They're okay. a popular one. They yeah, are. They are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have really good products. Now, um, when they gave you your plan, was it something totally different than what you had been doing? Yes. Oh. I needed a lot more um, potassium and um, salt, hmm. sodium. Potato water. <laughs> <laughs> I just like weighed myself before and after. Yeah, uh, that's and not I, a sophisticated no, one, I but think, I think it's a good one. I think it's probably it's a good the start. It's yeah. the you weigh a yourself great spot to start with the bike or without the bike. <laughs> I think either way you get the same result. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so just like that—that that is what you do is you get on a scale naked, um, you do your workout, and you record how much fluid you take in, and then you get off. You undressed again and dry yourself off take any of the sweat that's on your body off and get back on the scale and then you've got a pints a pound the world around and you can figure out how much weight you lost um and that tells you that plus whatever you took in is your fluid loss for you know and usually you normalize it for an hour um and then you can get an idea at least where you're at how much uh, is one ounce of fluid like was that way like if you if so if you took in 20 ounces of fluid 20 20 ounces of weight so, so that's where like oh, a sixteen just, ounce a the, pint weighs a pound. Enough? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, let's 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 well, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That one's staying in there. The density of water is what one gram per <laughs> one gram per milliliter. I was wondering where he was going with that. <laughs> let's edit that one out. Yeah. Um. So I think that's a good spot to put you in in a good you know to start from. Does anybody drink just plain water? When they're exercising. Wait a minute, wait. Isn't a fluid ounce different than a weight ounce? Yeah, but if it's water, it's. All right, I was trying to redeem myself. Oh, <laughs> good try. <laughs> just get a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> Does um, anybody drink just water? I do. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I, I did ask the question, we put a pin on it, and it, it depends on how much workout you're doing that day. And it depends for me what time of day and, and what I'm, I'm doing that workout with. So sometimes it is just water. Can you give us a scenario when it's just water? 
Um, I did a pool workout today, mm-hmm. and then it, it, you know it was it was just water. Okay. And it was just set of fifties, and it was a twenty four hundred total. We did the same workout. Yeah, maybe. So yeah, I just I just had water. There was no other nutrition plan for that. It's also the the I guess kind of like after a rest day, first workout of the week, and I didn't need anything else. So what time of day did you do it? Uh, around twelve. So you had fed already. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Um, And I think that's probably the biggest difference is you know. So I I don't think I ever drink just water unless the other bottle that I've got with me has got both electrolytes and fuel in it. So I might have a water bottle just to deal with get like I don't want to take in any flavor. Like I get sick of whatever I'm fueling with, so I want plain water just to kind of rinse my mouth out. But usually it's got electrolytes in it. doesn't matter what time of day. Doesn't matter what workout. Doesn't matter if no. it's fifteen minutes. Why does the time minutes. of day matter? Because I've had <clears> all. Of, I've 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 had um, my not workout nutrition, but I was, you know, like I wasn't hungry. I had nutrition. I had coffee. I had like all mm-hmm. everything that I needed. I didn't need to top up anything, and my workout wasn't very long. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's valid. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I don't yeah. think there's a need for you to always be taking in some kind of mm-hmm. product. Um, I usually I. Honestly, a lot of the times it's just for flavor. Mm-hmm. I usually so was do. it? Sorry. So is it carbs and um, that one depends electrolytes, or or are you just always electrolytes and sometimes carbs? Um, so then that's why I want was going to wait for it. Um, right. Most of my training is done first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. so I'm not having breakfast. I'm coming into it fasted, um, so I'm going to take in carbs. carbs. Yeah. All right. So yeah. I wanted to point that out. Mm-hmm. Sorry, James. Um, I, I was saying that I think for me, if it's like a one hour workout or shorter, I'm fine with just water. And if I'm not doing like a, a brick session or something, I'm I'm fine with just water. And then two, I'm I'm just cheap. Like I don't want to waste my mm-hmm. my uh, powders and whatnot. I, some of the stuff that you get that you recommended me, like cis beta fuel and Those something really else. Expensive. When I was, yeah, when I was doing expensive. the half Ironman, I was like, <clears throat> I was like, if I used it, I was like, I'm drinking all this. I'm not mm-hmm. wasting yeah. any of this. And I would only use that for like key training sessions and race day just mm-hmm. to make sure my, my gut was used to it. But I think most of the time I just do water if it's a one hour or less. Um, if I'm running, if it's like one hour, I don't, I don't even take water with me. I just, mm-hmm. just run. It's like what, an hour, hour and a half. I think I'm usually fine without nothing. You don't anything. take anything? Hmm. How about you, Marilyn? <laughs> um, so for if it's a workout, and it's an hour or less. It depends. If it's if I'm doing a strength workout where I know I'm going to sweat a lot, then I'll put something in my water for sure. Um, if I'm just doing an easy 30-minute upper body, then no. It'll just be water. And then anytime I go over an hour, then it's for sure there's electrolytes and I'm taking nutrition. And Okay. So we kind of got a little bit of everything. Um I think if I did a lot of my training later on in the day, uh, it my what I do what I do would be different. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Greg. So, like that was an example, but uh, every morning there is electrolytes, carbs, and caffeine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think those are I, those are important because yeah. I my my workouts will suffer if I don't take that in. Mm-hmm. Um, coming off a night of sleep and just trying to jump into even an easy ride, you know, like yeah. Monday I did just an hour easy on the bike and. I needed just a and and that's you'll vary what I put in you know how much how much carbs and stuff I put in, um, but fuel 
um, or hydration, I really try and push lots and lots of fluids. Um, in, indoors, I'm at like a liter an hour is kind of my number that I try and hit. Um, and it's always got, again, it's always got uh, electrolytes in it just because I, I'm sweating a lot, especially yeah, same, indoors. Do, same. Something I try to to think about is the energy level throughout the day. And the reason I mention that is because um, what I plan for for the morning workout and the nutrition during the morning workout will directly correlate to how you feel two, three, four o'clock throughout in sure. the day with your nutrition and what you're eating. So um, it may not feel like much, but it's it's a good thing to think about and do in the morning. And then you'll be like, oh, well, I feel much different at two, three o'clock because I had those carbs and, and hydration. Right. Huh. James and got- what you eat after too. Yeah. James, no. Um, <laughs> we're all looking at James <laughs> the whole just, episode. He's just he's making just, a face. That's he's just like, red. Hmm. You can just hear the light bulb like turning on every time somebody here says something. I just live in the moment. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I do. I um, love it. Because everybody has these like two, you know, I even a lot of times have the two, three o'clock coffee. It's like that I need, I need another coffee that time to, mm-hmm. to get me through the day. But I try to level it out and, and nutrition during your morning workout, which is good nutrition, will help with having your body energy throughout the day be um, at a good level. And it also, I think the deeper you get into your training, the more it helps you recover mm-hmm. for, for the next session right. that you've got. Um, <clears throat> it becomes very apparent when you start trying to do two sessions a day. Um, but even like, you know, if you're not fueling that hard session one day, the, recovering in time to do another good session the next day is, is tough. Um, so you're not always eating for that session. You're eating sometimes for the next workout. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, I feel sometimes I feel like it's, I'll just, I have something because I know it's not going to hurt me and it'll make me feel better mm-hmm. for my next workout. Like it, it's sugar mm-hmm. is an ergogenic aid. Like they've done studies on this mm-hmm. literally and the receptors are in your mouth. So even if you don't um, swallow it, mm-hmm. if you just swish around a sugary solution in your mm-hmm. mouth, you, your rate of perceived exertion goes down. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this question. Um, does having all this sugar, like all these carbs from training, because we are active, does that, do we not have to worry about like insulin sensitivity or anything like that? Theoretically not. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but, so yes, but like Greg is right. And, but you're not also taking in that. Um, you're not, I mean, you're not eating a cake while you're working out. <laughs> I mean, when we're trying to push in, no, but I mean, like sometimes, sixty grams of carbon I mean, an hour. Yeah. Sometimes you're eating a cake while you're <clears throat> working well, out. I mean, I That's eat good. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you saying? So um, there's some great podcasts. Uh, I don't know if anybody listens to Peter Atia. Um, he's got these really long form podcasts that are excellent, and every once in a while he has a a guest who really, really knows what they're talking about about this kind of stuff. Um, Pro athletes, pro endurance athletes, are metabolically the picture of perfect health. Their their response to what happens when you put sugar in your system is exactly what you want. You put sugar in, insulin comes up. You eat the sugar, insulin goes. Or it eats the sugar, insulin goes down. Um, that's what you want to happen. What happens in people who are type 2 diabetics or pre-diabetics is they're not sensitive to that insulin. So you put more insulin into the system and the sugar is not coming down. And that's that's where the problems lie. So no, if you're 
you're putting enough in and your body's able to process it, you're okay. Okay. So yeah, it's not really something we have to worry about during the workout. I think even when you're pushing, you know, large amounts of carbs. Yeah. So we're a little bit on a tangent. I want to bring us back and talk about more on the hydration piece also about, you said, um, you know, you're focused on that. And I think it's also worth noting the, the caffeine aspect of things. Huge mm-hmm. fan of caffeine, mm-hmm. coffee, and stuff like that. And I think, um, I don't know. I want to. I want to hear the roundtable on what people think. I'm, I'm pro and all for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. How much caffeine do you guys take in, in a day? <clears throat> um. Well, I'll just have coffee in the morning. No coffee in the afternoon. Yeah, I'm about the same. One cup, maybe two. <clears throat> In the morning, yeah. I'd like you guys to define cup because mm-hmm. Americans <laughs> like to say cup, well, it but it's depends. like sixteen ounces to twenty four ounces mug is is a cup, right? It depends if I have an espresso or right. coffee. Yeah, yeah. I usually take a double shot of espresso <clears throat> before a morning workout. Yeah, um, workout or a caffeinated gel depends on what I'm. But normally an espresso, and then my normal coffee is a twenty ounce travel mug. Yeah, so I think coffee is good. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah, nothing wrong. Nothing with, bad. Nothing, with nothing bad with caffeine. So okay. it's the best performance enhancing drug. Like I, I actually think they've like the performance benefit from caffeine is stronger than like EPO and stuff. Yeah. Um. So. And um, the fact that it's a diuretic or anything like that does does that mean you have to drink more water? Does that mean you have to put more electrolytes? What do you guys say? I don't think it makes a no, difference. I don't think so. I don't know enough about this <laughs> to comment. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I think you don't have to worry too much about yeah, I don't uh, replenishing that. I think, you know, having a cup or double shot of espresso, <laughs> single yeah. shot of espresso is, is great. Um, I definitely get to the point for me where um, it stops having a little bit of an effect and I dial it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely want it to have that effect on me. So I keep I keep monitor the caffeine intake that I yeah. have throughout um, throughout training. I try and I'm just not good at dialing it back. I, I, I'm literally addicted to it and I start get I get a headache. Yeah, I, I do too. I don't drink it. I so. think that's, that's a common thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're literally addicted to the compound. So I've tried, I'll give it up for like a week before the race. Yeah. Why? Just, well, just like you said, you yeah. get, you, you can come <clears throat> off of that addiction or well, like, you need less. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the, then the, the effect less. is greater if you, Theoretically, have, if you abstain for a little while. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's true or, but yeah. I don't go to zero, but I will, instead of having two cups a day, I'll go to like one and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. have a cup and then kind of regulate that way. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. So what, what is in, in your, in your, in your hydration? It's like electrolytes. Anything special? Anybody? Nothing special. I I kind of shoot for um, about a thousand milligrams per liter or so. So I'll use the Precision Hydration fifteen hundred, which is um, each of those tabs is seven fifty. Um, yeah. So you either put two in a liter bottle or um, SOS Hydration. I like the flavor of. Um, and sometimes if I'm doing like an all in one and trying to make kind of like James said the uh, <laughs> what you call it the uh, What's the one you the tailwind? tailwind. Um, I'll I'll add some some uh, electrolytes to my whatever uh, fueling thing I've got. <laughs> I was just laughing because I have you don't precision. think about all those. No, I have precision uh, fifteen hundred tablets also. 
Do you not but put a hole? What do you put in? Did so. you not realize that it takes two of those? To <laughs> yeah, I just realized this right now. And yeah. so I had... How it many is ounce? kind of false advertising because the bottle says 1,500. 1500. It, that's not. One tablet is half of that. So how big is that <coughs> speed fill thing we have? Like 40 ounces? You need a lot of tablets. Yeah. I'll, I put like two or two oh and a half in there for muscle mass. <laughs> <laughs> so they, you were drinking water, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. <clears throat> yeah. I probably had to empty like the whole tube in there. Yeah. Mm. No, I mean, it's how big is that thing? Forty. It's ounces? like forty ounces. So that's just over a liter. That's a liter and mm-hmm. a quarter. Um, so like two. For so a hot race, how many did you put in? Four. I put in like two. Two for, is two is less than fifteen hundred, but probably close to a thousand. For a hot and then, like, race, I filled it again, but it still only had those. Oh, those well, then that's, and that's, on a hot race, I've done two and half of a 500. In a okay, bottle. that's a lot. That's salty. I mm. sweat a lot. Okay, is there a limit to how much your body's gonna absorb? It's a good question. I don't have the answer to that. Yeah, I don't know. We need to go see them in the city. Yeah. Yeah, we may, we should make a field trip. I think mm-hmm. I keep saying I, I want to contact the um, that office mm-hmm. um, and then put it out to the team if mm-hmm. a group of us want to do it, and then we can make it a a day in the city too, maybe mm-hmm. and hang it's out. Funny when you were you brought it up, um, I went and did just a little bit of research on PubMed. Um, there was an, a study just came out a year or two ago that looked at exercise induced sweating versus the chemically induced sweating, and they both start off at the same spot. And one of the general thoughts was that your salt concentration doesn't really change as you exert yourself. And so like once you sweat, you're going to sweat the same salt before, you know, it doesn't matter how hard you're exerting yourself. This study actually found that you're, um, you sweat saltier when your exertion level goes up. Um, Hmm. So you, even those, the, the chemical tests, you should, that should probably be your low end um, and then go up from there. So. Some people so might be temperature sweating. is going to matter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to sweat more. And again, if you're losing more, more water, effort. more salt, you know, you have to replace as much of that as you can. You don't have to replace it gram for gram. Like uh, that's pretty much impossible probably, but come close. You know, it also changes with your heat adaptation and stuff like that. When you, when you get more adapt, adapted to heat, you're going to sweat more, but it's going to be less concentrated. So you're going to lose more water, less salt. Um, so you'll cool better, but not lose as much salt. Yeah. And, I, and I've, um, heard this is not by any means an accurate test, but if you lick your lips, um, after a hard workout and if it's really salty, you can say I'm a really salty sweater. I don't know how accurate that is. I'm not saying that's a very accurate test, but I think people can, can kind of get some sense. Well, I think you see people finish races and they're covered they're with those white, those white mm-hmm. salt stains mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So are you only supposed to lick your own lips or you lick someone else's lips <laughs> and test it for them? I knew that was coming. <laughs> Did you wait for Marilyn to take a sip? <laughs> almost. You almost got me. You, you do you. Because, you know, you kind of get acclimated <clears throat> to your own You self, do you. you know. <laughs> are there other people asking you to lick them? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when I see team sweat test on the, on the, on the <laughs> Facebook page, I'm going to bait and switch and go somewhere else. That now day. that we've talked about hydration, is there a limit to the nutrition, to the carbs you can take in an hour? Now there's there's well, new studies coming out. There now, are, right? Yeah. And, and new I things mean, happening in that so space. So let's, let's talk about where we're at with that. Um, so I, I think when we're talking about fueling for most of us, any, you know, 
having seen you guys and, and trained with you guys, we're pretty much talking carbs, right? Like mm-hmm. nobody's thinking about taking in protein or fat during their mm-hmm. their rides. And if it goes in as... I'm always thinking about it. <laughs> but it's, like, it's like the cheeseburger afterwards, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, I did do Uncrustables, which has some fat but from the, from the peanut butter. Yeah. And that was... That was when a good race for me for uh, AC. Oh yeah, you carried Uncrustables. Yeah, I taped it right to the front of the bike and had it in the wrap. I took <laughs> two of amazing. two of them and worked out. Maybe that's what I'm missing. I haven't. Maybe I need to bring that back. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's the key. Team Next Level powered by Uncrustables and like they're frozen, so it's perfect. Like they they thaw by the time you're ready. Way before then, I bet. Are they, yeah. Um, they're good frozen too, though. Yeah. I uh, I never think about any other macronutrients other than carbs when I'm training. Um, maybe for an Ironman when you're out there all, literally all day and you're not taking in your normal meals, I'd think about it and maybe just to chew mm-hmm. something. But for me, it's it's all about carbs. Yeah. Um, I did think about protein. Um, I think I react well to it. Yeah. But I haven't done it. I'm still focused mostly on carbs. Yeah. I remember years ago... Um, forget what brand i think it was called accelerate came out with stuff they they that whole four to one ratio thing of mm. carbs to proteins they made that they put that in their regular drink um and I, it just didn't sit well with me like it, if it got hot it was okay cold but if it got hot it just it wasn't good hammer nutrition i think has some pro, some things with protein and i just there's only been once where i've ever smelt ammonia on me which means you're like having some muscle breakdown um, and that like maybe some protein in your food would help, but I, I just, I think 70.3 is, is right at that. Limit. Yeah. I like, don't think I don't it's think an issue. Need, yeah. Um, you need too much. So where are you guys at then? Do you, anybody have like a go-to kind of fuel, uh, hydration or no a fueling strategy for how much you try and take in? Does it depend on the type of workout you're doing? Yeah, It depends on the workout. Um, like an easy weekend ride that we'll do, um, easy in quotes, but mm-hmm. sometimes, but, um, Maybe every half hour I'll take a gel. It depends on um, what's in the actual nutrition. So sometimes I do one every 20 minutes, sometimes every Mm -hmm. 30 minutes. Yeah, 20 or 30 minutes. Um, Yeah, you kind of have to see where you are and if you can stop or whatever you're doing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Was it, you know, about 60 to 80? Okay. Try to do that per hour. Mm Mm-hmm. Also depends on how hard the effort's going to be too. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like if we're yeah. just doing like endurance pace on the bike and the weather conditions are good, I can stretch to an hour I think without like with a gel every hour. Mm-hmm. No, I do it before that. What and do you have? You, but you have some kind of fuel in your bottles or no? Yeah, so I'll have the tailwind something okay. with some extra carbs in there too. But again, oh, so this is kind of the situation where you're you're the the carbs in the tailwind are just bonus carbs. Bonus. Okay. Like I just need at least the minimum, the gel, mm-hmm. one gel an hour on an easy ride. And if it's harder, I'll do it every 30 minutes. Yeah. I try to not care about the effort. I try to do it for the practice and making sure that my body's digesting it. And if I can get more, I think I will. And a lot of people also will do better in a race. So if I can get to that hundred, my, my gut can tolerate it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try. For Muscle Man, I did like four gels an hour on the bike. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped me a lot. Yeah, I was doing three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did four. I went mm-hmm. and took in, <coughs> I took in a thousand four. calories on the bike. There. Yeah, I did four an hour. And then on the run, I think I did every 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I took mm-hmm. a gel. So how many, how many? Grams of carbs were we? Twenty five. I was shooting 
Oh, no, no. Each gel has 25. Oh, for now. So, so it's 100. 100. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was shooting for around there. Um, and so I'm, I'm trying to see if I can tolerate more than that. Um, it's easier for me to do it indoors when I can like everything's mm-hmm. easy to kind of measure and time and <clears throat> lay out and stuff. Um, I did a ride on over the weekend where I did uh, 180 grams in an hour and a half. So it's 120 in an hour. Um, yeah. And I felt fine. Nice. Now that might, str- I don't know what happens at three hours Long of doing distance. that, you know. How did you feel the rest of the day? More fine. Energetic. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I even thought about it. It wasn't a super intense ride. It was just some work at lact- in my first lactate threshold. I was mm. at like 180 watts or so for yeah hour and a half. Yeah. So for our listeners to just dial it back, I think that most people are trying to do 60 an hour and then more studies have now come out. That, right. So 60 know. an hour was kind of the old go-to standard. Um, your gut can only absorb 60 grams of glucose an hour. And so that's where that number came from. And that's where people started being like, oh, you can, you know, take in this. And then um, depending on the type of sugar it is, so glucose, you are kind of capped at pretty close to 60 to 70 grams an hour. But if you mix in another form of sugar like fructose, then you can take in more than that. And um, at first it was like, well, you can do 60 grams of glucose and 30 grams of fructose. That brings you to 90. So that's sometimes why you hear 60 to 90. Most of the stuff out now says that the fructose number is trainable and you can get upwards 120, 150 grams an hour. And to me, that's free wattage. That's free gains. Huh. That's free speed. Oh, it's not free. You're buying the... Yeah, you're, you're, you're buying all the stuff. stuff that's well, very I mean, it, it's stuff that I can take in yeah. to give me that. You know, it's like having, you know, narrow... Having to increase or, your fitness. Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, and I've t- I told you guys, too, what I did at Muscle Man, which I... I I'll, will never change that is instead of taking it, waiting the 15 minutes or every 10 minutes I was taking on gel, which is easy to do on my tri bike because it's between my bars. But I feel like that was, I never got that dip. I just kind of stayed steady throughout the whole thing. Yeah. I set a timer mm-hmm. every 15 right. minutes to go off. And which I just it, when a- you were talking about like missing your gel on the race, yeah. it's such a good idea. I didn't do it for my first race, but I set a timer now, even on our regular rides. I have it on my bike computer, and it alerts me time now, to eat. Will your Garmin, can you send an alert mm-hmm. for food on your watch if yes. you're in, a, in doing a run workout? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I need to my, It'll go off even when I do workouts because I haven't taken it off. But mm. I need to do that. Mm-hmm. And do it by time, not distance. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um. So how about like real foods versus sports specific? I mean, you said you use, you know, you've used Uncrustables in a race, but how about like everyday training? Are you guys all using some kind of sports nutrition product or are you anybody going to real food? My stomach is sensitive, so I am using sports nutrition and it's usually pretty bland flavors. Mm Mm-hmm. I did like that one cola flavor thing that (laughs) was around. That was good. good. But usually it's it's, um, not real food. I I don't want to, my body doesn't want to digest that, Mm -hmm. process that. And it's usually, um, yeah, some sort of light flavor to it. James? Um, Early on, I used to do Cliff Bars also. Mm -hmm. I just wanted something like you said, like something to chew on right. versus just like a gel. Yeah. Um, I don't do it as often anymore now because I think I'm just used to the gels, but I used to want to have like actual food. Actual food. Yeah. 
If I could have a pizza on the bike, I would have a pizza. <laughs> I, I just think it'd be cool to like just be biking or running and just like have a pizza in your hand. I think if you were like a pizza delivery guy in New York City, yeah, you could do you that. Could do that. If I was a pizza delivery, oh, if only. <laughs> if only. I'll be back. <laughs> Hydration <laughs> issues. <laughs> what about you, Marilyn? Um, I the only time I'll have real food usually is on the trainer. I have a Cliff Bar or Tangerine. Yeah. Um, but outdoors, it's harder. Sometimes I'll bring a bar on an outdoor easy ride, but mostly outside I have gels. Yeah. I, I'll go to the food, like you said, like indoors on the trainer, especially like if I wake up and I need, yeah, like yeah, I'm hungry, like I need food. some yeah. something in my stomach because sometimes I'll just get started and like mm-hmm. I've got that empty stomach mm-hmm. that I need need food, but I'm kind of the same thing. Um, I just want it to be easy. I yeah. also want it to be measurable and kind of just like know what I'm taking in. Right. So, um, do you guys give any thought to types of carbs when you're when you're taking stuff in, or is it just like I think I think like if you stick to that sixty to ninety, you really mm-hmm. don't have to care too much about what you're taking in. But right. I do yeah. think once you start pushing beyond that, it's it is something you have to think about. Um, well, I make sure it has two forms. Two forms, yeah. yeah. Whatever I you get. really like the power bar I stuff, do. right? Yeah, I've been on that for a while. Now. Yeah, and so that's got glucose, glucose and fructose, fructose to in a two to one ratio. Mm-hmm. So. Or yeah, two parts mm-hmm. glucose, one part fructose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like you said, only if it's going, you know, for a longer period of time and I'm trying to mix in. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's easy to, um, like, over... if you're, And that's the, the other thing where it's nice to just go with one kind of thing is you're not trying to, like, okay, well, my, my drink has got this mix right. in it and it's this many mm-hmm. grams and my gels have got this much. It's easier just... And that's where separating your hydration and your fueling is kind of... Um, makes life a whole lot easier to just keep track of like, okay, I, my, my nutrition is going to be this many calories per hour. And it's, we, I know it's mm-hmm. the right ratio cause it's only one thing. It's easier to keep track of. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, yeah. you know, so anything else that we should talk about with regards to, you know, getting that hydration and fueling right for your, uh, for your workouts. <clears throat> for workouts, you know, I think we've, we've covered a lot. I think, I personally prefer to race with what I've been using. And I know people get stuff from the race itself. And I've tried that a few times. I don't know. It's not the best idea. I just feel like whatever I've I've been using, I'm... I react to it better, mm-hmm. even if the even if the stuff on the on the on the race table is similar or the same. It's just feels different. I don't know. Maybe it's a mental thing, but oh, you just never know, too. Yeah, like if they run out or something. Yeah, that would be terrible, right? You count on the race day stuff. And I've they, never seen that. You're at the sharp end of the you race. Know, you know, yeah. you're at the front. <laughs> when you're that in was the, a good one. When you're in the elite wave, they take care That's of you. That's a good yeah. one. That was a good one. Thank you. I was. I have to say, like, um, I had a lot of gels in my pockets that last race, and I was like, it, it would have been nice if I didn't have to carry. I had like five and like four and four, and then yeah. I had one in. Like, I wore a mini like fanny pack too. Yeah. To have that one in the beginning. So but. The good thing is if you do race and they have something that you've taken before yeah. or you you can start off with, let's say, if you plan to take 10, you start off with only five. Yes. And then you grab as you're eating. So you have and then you replace with what they have so you don't have to carry all yeah. 10. So I did uh, see some people that had these like running belts. Yeah, mm-hmm. with, with like the little holsters. things. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. They make all different kinds of yeah. little gizmos for that kind of stuff. Um, 
No, yeah, but... for Philly, I think it was tough. Like Iron Man is nice. They have all the Morton stuff, mm-hmm. right? Those are usually the gels. What does Philly have? Gatorade, Gatorade and gels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which unless you're training, like that's, yeah, that's... one of those things you don't want to yeah. try on race day. Um, off topic note, um, another so Mo, a lot of people haven't met him, but he's uh, he's on our tri team. Um, he's thinking about joining for next year too. He doesn't take nutrition really on his runs. And he ran a 305 uh, at Philly. He's been trying to break three hours. And he tried a couple gels like at the race. I think he had, so he had two gels and then hydration for Mm -hmm. that entire thing. I was like, if you, I was like, it was like me preaching to him, which is weird. Cause I'm like, I was like, Mo, if you start taking right, imagine gels how much in, faster he yeah. could have gone. You're going to break three. Like, that's how his did goal. he, I wonder how he felt during. I think he's just used to like feeling like terrible. Like, yeah, like tired <laughs> at the end and not being able to like, he finishes strong, like uh-huh. compared to us, but I think he could easily go into the twos, like, yeah, mm-hmm. with proper um, fueling. Yeah. Yeah, and they probably looked at you like you had six heads when you told them you <laughs> took in ten gels during the marathon, <laughs> right? I'm also like, like oh, a lot yeah. slower, but he's like, yeah, I don't, like, I don't need to take advice from you, probably. <laughs> I, I think that's kind of a classic, you know, I think. But all endurance sports are kind of steeped in history or legacy, whatever you want to call it. And one of them with running is just, you know. Just running. Just run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guy who ran the first marathon ever collapsed and died. Yeah. <laughs> Just um. saying. <laughs> I couldn't remember if that was a real story or just like a like Greek mythology or something. Because <laughs> wasn't that like that's how pretty sure yeah. it's the marathon came. Yes, yes. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about the history of marathon no. here now, right? No. Okay. No. no. Um, We're back to nutrition and yeah. hydration <laughs> and weather and. <laughs> I think I, I mean I I keep it the same. Um, try to keep it as simple as possible as is just too much. Try to keep it always, always the same. Um, this, this stuff that I, that I eat and how much of it and how much yeah. I drink and yeah, just, me too. just try to keep it the same. I will say I, I'm at this, like in the winter, it's a good time to try different stuff and try mm-hmm. different brands, try different flavors. I just picked up a bunch of like, um, uh, never second. I've seen their stuff, their ads and stuff. I picked mm. up their stuff. Just, just try, um, try different drink mixes, like try them out, find different flavors. Like when it's a no kind of, it doesn't really matter if it doesn't sit well with you. You know, you buy a small tub of the drink mix or something Mm -hmm. like that and just see if there's anything out there that that you like. Yeah, just today I was looking for that cola flavor again. Oh, yeah. Greg, are you going to make any more of your own special custom batch? Yeah, so I I was, um, that's what I used for that 180 gram, like 120 gram an hour ride as I mixed up my own stuff. Um, which like when you start thinking about the cost of things, they're you so can, expensive. they're so, it's, it can get really expensive and I don't want to spend $25 for a ride mm-hmm. just in, in mm-hmm. nutrition. So what I started doing is I bought a tub of maltodextrin, um, which is unbelievably cheap, you know, and then, uh, a couple of pounds of fructose powder and just weigh them out and add some, uh, you ever see the, the packets of, um, I think they're called like true lemon, true lime in like the grocery store. People add mm-hmm. them to their tea or oh, their yeah. hot water or something. Yeah. And it's just like crystallized, dehydrated lime. Mm-hmm. And I have those for flavoring and um, some salt and stuff like that. Mix you it measure up. out the salt. I know you measure out the salt. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to. Yeah, I have to measure it out. What do you use to mix up the whole thing? Uh, it depends. So sometimes I'll put it in like an old jug from a protein powder or an empty one um, and just shake the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, other times I just mix it in the bottle, like 
you know, if I'm doing oh, it for like, a ride, I just put weigh it, put the bottle on a scale, put the stuff in, and then add water. Oh, so it's not like a big meth lab operation where you're... <laughs> it <laughs> no. sounds like no. it is. You just do it like scoop, scoop, scoop. Okay. Uh, I mean, It'll I get there. It, but Give it yeah. a couple of months. It's <laughs> the story. You guys ever use scratch yeah. hydration yeah. stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the story behind them is they, the guys, Alan Lim started making his stuff for pro cyclist who he used to work with. And they were like, hey, can you mix up some of your secret drink drink mix for us? <laughs> and he started buying um, paint buckets, empty paint buckets, obviously, oh, yeah. and bringing them to the hardware store to get shook up. Mm-hmm. You know, he, So they put it all in, seal the lids, and then bring them to the hardware store, and they'd shake the hell out of them to you know, even everything out. Mm. And that was the start of Scratch Labs. So I say we have a new project. Yeah. I gave you, I think I gave you, you some did. of it. It was good. Yeah. I liked it. And you can, you know, you can tweak the flavor and, and stuff like that. And it's, you know, you're able to dial that stuff in. I um, really had to trust that it wasn't going to kill me or there was well, nothing illegal in there. I or. wouldn't have given it to you if I hadn't <laughs> tried it and used it myself. Here's this unlabeled bottle with white powder in it. Yeah. Just drink this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, uh, all right. So we're getting close on time here. Uh, last, last one little thing. Outdoor rides. You go outside, we're, you know, five-hour ride. You carrying everything with you or are you stopping at a convenience store for some Twinkies and Ho-Hos? I mean, we we stopped. You have to, <clears throat> right? Because you only have like two cages, let's say, right? And yep. 20-ounce bottles. Mm-hmm. You need more than that. Yeah, you got to stop, especially if it's hot. Oh, and it's cold and, you know, you, you have gloves on. It's so much harder to, to put that nutrition pack down. <laughs> so yeah. if you're carrying it like... I'll do like a one water, one where one hydration, one nutrition, and then you run out much quicker. So yeah. it, it, you carry the little bottles of your nutrition in your bag. It's, you, yeah, you I like little that, bottles. Those little bottles you have, yeah. Marilyn. That's why I like the power gel because mm-hmm. it's liquid. So I put them in little bottles and put them in my pockets. Yeah, yeah, power gel. If you're listening, we're yeah. still waiting for our you know, <laughs> sponsorship deal there. <laughs> And I wish they just made some more flavors. Yeah, they could use some more flavors. And I got used to it. I'm sorry. The orange one is fine. I just don't like the mojito. Mm-hmm. I can't. Like a cola caffeine one would oh, be nice. Stop. You could mix. You could do what I do. That's, I mix that's the why orange I bought and the, the um. I do. The Never Second. Yeah, they have a one. caffeinated cola gel. Mm. It's the same consistency as the SIS gels. So that's why I tried them. Because I'd love like those Coke bottle mm-hmm. things that... Uh, yeah. The power bar makes. I yeah. love oh, those things. The texture is per. It's the texture is really good yeah. on them. Yeah. So, so much good stuff out there to try, folks. Mm-hmm. Try so, it all, but uh, try it in the off season. Yeah, try it now when when there's kind of no downside to it not going well for you. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else to add, folks? Before we wrap this one up. Yep. Good stuff. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. If you like this episode, please give us a. Uh, Follow, subscribe, uh, subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, um, drop us a note with some ideas for the show. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you again for listening to the Team Next Level Coaches Roundtable. We love bringing you content that we think will help you with your athletic journey, whatever that may be. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review, drop us a five-star rating in whatever podcast app you like to use, or leave us a comment about things you'd like to hear in the future. If you'd like to learn more about Team Next Level and all we offer, please go check out our website, goteamnltry.com. That's goteamnltry.com. There, you can find out about all the things we offer, 
such as our training squad for people in the northern New Jersey area, one-on-one coaching options for both local and remote athletes, as well as more useful content for those of you just looking to learn a little bit more about us. Remember, that's GoTeamNLTry.com. Thank you again for giving us a listen, and for myself and all the coaches, we can't thank you enough for listening to our podcast and spending some time with us.